Greetings, listeners. It's an update from the uh, tumultuous chaos that has been Tim's life <laughs> and professional uh, standing in 2022. I'm going to give it a simpler name. Credibility crisis crushed. Yes, nice. Perfect. I'm on the other side of it. That kind of um, conservative adage of maturity being making peace with the establishment, uh, <laughs> that's that's sort of where I've come to. So you can hear all about that in this episode. The ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something that we make and could just as easily make differently. David Graeber, 1961 to 2020. Welcome to Blind Insights. I'm joined today by David Olney. How are you, David? Very well. I'm sorry for jumping in over your intro, but I just wanted to say, credibility crisis crushed. I like it. The triple C's. (laughs) Yeah, that's effectively what it is. I've you know through the process of applying for jobs and um had a couple of interviews uh and it's as part of the grant program that i'm in this year i've sort of come to the realization that the thing that i enjoy most and value most is being on the tools is uh, as i guess i would call it is is actually the process of creating podcasts uh and have owning a business or maintaining it um actually pulls me away from that more than I think uh, I would um, encounter being employed from someone. And I think my ultimate motivation, you know, we spoke recently about um, not wanting to you know, be part of the siphoning off of wealth to the 1%. Um, I think largely those are forces beyond <laughs> my control. But not only that, it's not even my first priority or value. Um, you know, the reason I got into this industry was I think the compelling problem the dilemma of good communication I was always really interested in storytelling and values embedded in in communicating ideas to one another and ultimately that takes precedence over any kind of political leaning I have that may or may not change you know um as, yeah, but you can always be mindful of wanting to be ethical, mm. but it doesn't have to be the thing at the front. I, th- th- that's exactly, I guess, what we were talking about last time. And I think that's sort of what you were nudging me towards. It's like I, I was always kind of realistic about going into like a commercial enterprise. I mean, I was going to be a small business owner, you know. Mm. Yeah, but this is something we've talked about multiple times too, and that is you don't enjoy the hustle. No. So no, I don't. you don't enjoy the hustle. You do enjoy making the product. Which is, again, why I put the idea of the credibility project in front of you. Mm. Let's go put you somewhere where you can make the product, mm. not do the hustle, and see if, in a sense, that is the water running over the sandstone that finds the natural path for the canyon. Nice. That's a, a beautiful way to put it. And, and, and if, somehow... If it I've, didn't, I've, I've, yeah, wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Great point. I'm I'm young enough, it certainly doesn't. Um, I, I guess that's the realisation I've come to without even having got there yet, which is, you know, thanks to you know, mentors like yourself who have helped me realise that abandoning this endeavour isn't a marker of 
failure in my life. And I think that's where a lot of the uh, negative emotion has come from this experience. It's been a standard that I've been holding myself to, to make sure that I wasn't one of those business, businesses that failed within the first five years. Yep. Um, that's and, a big thing. Mm. Something I've been saying to friends other than you the last few weeks because I've caught up with so many people the last few weeks who are back in Australia for the first time since COVID. <laughs> and everyone's fascinated about me going from being a lecturer to being David the marketing guy, David mm. the comms guy. And the best way I've found to explain it, I realized, is relevant to you, but I didn't know if it was somewhere you were going to get or if it was just something that might be interesting. I think you've got there too, and that is you have an idea of what status you've got or what status you want. Mm. And you think to have that status, all these things have to come with it. To be a creative, you know, podcast-making Tim, mm. you have to also have a small business. Yeah. No, mm. you don't. And my realization's been, I thought I would miss the status of being a lecturer. Yeah. But there is such value in helping people communicate that... Mm the value is creating its own new status. Mm -hmm. So the value you can put in the world by helping people get their message out is not contingent on whether it's Tim's business. Mm. In my case, it's not contingent on whether I'm a lecturer. Yeah. It's can you add value to the world in a way that you have a lot of self-respect and pride in? As long as the answer is yes... That value is plenty to define yourself by and to feel good about yourself. Oh, we've talked about this before with, uh, I think, Pat and Lucas, and there's an element of yeah. mastery yep. in this whole thing. And yep. I realize that I've been judging my mastery, my kind of capability in the world, on a, a kind of metric that I, I don't even want, I don't even a want to issue. do. Yeah. Yep. The running a small business, wanting to hustle. Yep. Now, the whole point with a business is there's someone in a business who wants to hustle and there's someone with the mastery to make the product once you've got someone to work with. Yep. That's a much better world yep. where each person brings to the table what adds the most value so that everyone feels they can do the bit they take pride in mm. and everyone gets what they need and you do it collaboratively. Yeah. And this harks back to my days in community radio with Josh Morrow when we had a sketch comedy program. I'm not the funniest person in the world, and Josh genuinely is very creative and, and quite funny. Uh, but our compatibility was in that he had the great big ideas and the motivation to make them work, and I just made it work. I was the one yep. to sit down and actually put all the pieces together. Yep. That was the success of the show. Uh, yep. And I it should have never strayed from that model. I almost need a I don't I, I, I don't want to call it like a leader, but probably yeah I I need someone to kind of point my my skills at something. <laughs> yeah, but once again, for now, definitely you'll mm. be half far happier. One day, maybe it changes, mm. maybe it doesn't, but it's fine either way. Exactly. I'm I like I think that was the the realization. I'm okay getting to my deathbed and not <laughs> I'm not going to wonder what could have been. Yeah, if Whimsy Productions is a sideline that Blind Insights gets produced through mm. and a few other things do because they were already on there, but that's all it gets used for. Mm. Shrug. Yeah. That's fine because you're enjoying making the product and you're taking pride in what we put out in the world. Yes. 
And if you can take pride in the product you make for other people, it's like I said in the last podcast we recorded. You know, I thought I'd get to the end of the Masters and then have to try and find a job and maybe even play the blind card and you know go for grad positions as a disabled person. Instead, I found two great bosses. Mm. And people are already asking me, oh, are you going to branch out on your own? I'm going, well, I might do some projects on my own for things I particularly like, but why would I want to stop working for Rich and Steve where I like their company? And they have businesses I wouldn't want to build from scratch. Totally. Would I want to build an American legal marketing company? No. <laughs> Do I like working for one run by you know a cool guy called Rich? Yes. Yes. Would I want to build a small business marketing company in Adelaide from scratch? No. Do I really enjoy working in one that Steve built? Yes. <laughs> Will I happily help him build it bigger if I can? Double yes. Yeah. Will I do some weird shit on the side? Absolutely. Can't help myself. <laughs> I think that's it. It's like, you know, they're all, I guess, sort of outlets. But the main thing I see in those examples are capable and motivated people who recognize your your value. skills and your value add. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm effectively out here advertising myself for this is my value add and I'm desperately looking for something to, to add value. value to. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, so that's the strange place that this whole journey has left me in, but it, it feels rather natural if, if possibly disjointed for the listeners. I, I don't know quite how to describe any better how I've got here. <laughs> This is the problem. We work everything out. We work everything out after the answers come to us. Mm. So we're mm. always, in a sense, rationalizing it after we've had some sort of penny drop. And listeners, we'll record an episode on consciousness next week. That when you listen to the consciousness episode, a lot of what Tim's saying today will make sense. And I'll put in a 10 second thing just to make it sense. Essentially, Tim's feeling mind has been at war. Because his conscious mind thought he had to have a business and he had mm. to drive everything. Feeling mind has known what feeling mind likes. Feeling mind likes making things. Feeling mind likes communicating. Feeling mind likes helping other people communicate. Feeling mind doesn't like hustling. Yeah. Conscious mind thought it had to hustle. So you've essentially ended up in what Antonio Damasio would describe as basically a tug of war where feeling mind is bigger and older and stronger the conscious mind gets in the way. Well, it's actually what Antonio Damasio calls thinking mind, but we used to think of it as conscious mind. So mm. really, what you've had to do is resolve two parts of your mind, seeing how to be you in different ways. Yeah. And feeling mind will normally win because it's so much stronger. But it also doesn't use words. So we have to work out what letting it win means. And if working out what letting it win means is realizing actually the value and the joy is in making things and helping people, not in hustling mm. and running a business. Yep. No shame, no foul. Where's oh, the problem? It, it, that's exactly right. I cannot describe the the catharsis that washed over me at a recent meeting with my business mentor when she said, I can see you don't want to do this, and if you don't do it, the business will fail. Uh, which sounds like a, a scary kind of warning. Uh, but actually, I took it as, oh, yeah, that means that it's not going to fail because 
I can't make it work. It's because the, the stuff that no, I don't want to do. I don't want to make it exactly. work because I don't want to do those things. Again, I could have stayed teaching and mm. teaching would have been okay. Everything else sucked. That's yeah. a terrible decision. Yeah. And that's so often where we end up in places where we go, no, no, to do one thing, I have to do all the others. The bit I love with storytelling and communicating and helping people learn. Well, academia is not the only place to do that. Mm. And I don't need to be teaching people something on a syllabus. I can yeah. helping people I can help people communicate whatever message they're interested in to their audience and still get a buzz. I mean So reframing I, is massively important. The the title of scholar I feel carries more value than the title of academic. So um the difference being that you're not tied to the academy. No. So that's the place that I've always envis- envisaged you in some ways because you know you've always managed to say just that perfectly perfectly kind of arm's length away from <laughs> yeah with the, a big pointy stick going yeah. beast stay over there. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh so you know uh, and you know obviously you're a good friend so I can in good faith and with perfect kind of like aptness say you're a gentleman and a scholar so i like it <laughs> works for me but and this is the thing you know, listeners what we're talking about here is sometimes you think you have to do all of one thing or all of another mm. and that that is the most unnatural spot to think that being a creative also means having to be totally independent you know, mm. that is a hard ask. And again, the context Tim brought in before bringing up Pat and Lucas. You mm. know, Pat's working for himself now and really enjoying it. Last time I mm. spoke to him and from what mm. Tim said, Lucas is still making a damn good show of being a musician, an artist that more people should recognize. Mm. That's a hard fight mm-hmm. because you either get signed by a label and go through the meat grinder or you try and do it on your own. One way you end up a hamburger patty, the other way you may never get put on the grill and go in a bun. (laughs) They're problematic in very different ways. (laughs) Yes. I I think they both, in some ways, have good balances of working for other people in, in some sense. You know, Lucas has an agency that kind of pushes him out into the world. Which is fantastic. Um, Yeah. And, and Pat, has kind of regular work with other people who do things brilliantly people in construction and yep. yeah you know uh, other businesses that just will get him on for a day um okay. and so I think that's a great point to to sort of link yeah. all this together don't think listeners don't think you have to position yourself in the world on your own mm. work out how you can position yourself collaboratively in something a bit more like a network or an yeah. organization where you're part of something where each personal part can do the bit it loves well and as a whole everyone wins so think about positioning yourself in the world professionally as a plus sum game mm. Yeah. Mm. so from conscious capitalism the idea that if we both work together in a way where we both win it's more likely we will both win by trying to get that outcome definitely Find your version of that compromise of, do I have to do everything on my own? No. Do I want to give in completely to a system? Probably not either. Well, 
there's plenty of options in the middle, as in a sense, the last two years of my life have proven. <laughs> and Tim's, you know, 2022 is finally resolving itself into an answer he's much more comfortable with. Yeah. Add value, be valued, contribute to something. You don't have to agree with everything in the world or with everyone. You never will. Mm. But there's good, valuable, likable people out there you can work with and get more done and be happier because you're doing the bits you like best and they're doing the bits they like best. And together, more people win more often. So thank you very much for that wonderful insight, David. Um, I'm excited for people to hear this and know that there's this kind of strange clickover light at the end of whatever tunnel um, that anyone else might be going through. But, you know, even if they've not had the same or similar experiences to me, it's, um, you know, this, this kind of dynamic applies to not just work. You can broadly take these messages over to a lot of other relationships. And yep. People generally. Mm. Like, people aren't perfect. Mm. Well, some people think they are, but they're not. <laughs> And even if you think you are, you're not. We're all imperfect. Mm. And that's why we can all get along with a reasonable number of people because we're all imperfect and we all need things other people have and we can all add value to other people's lives. But being honest about the fact it's a bit of a bumbling mess at the start Mm. and gets better as we go along is a pretty good place to be. Well, it certainly saves people from the idea of unmet expectations. Yeah, which is a horrible thing. So, in some sense, expect to be sad, but it makes the uh, it makes the catharsis all the better. So, can't mm. appreciate a good place unless you saw how bad the alternative was. Exactly. And I think that is a good place to end. Thank you very much for joining us today, David. And thank you, Tim, for basically sharing this with everyone. But really, more importantly, continuing to have the faith that you could grow your way through this. Mm. You know, your belief in self that hang on there is a good end to this I just got to you know think and feel my way through and yeah, that takes courage thank you David and thank you audience hello audience thank you for listening to blind insights if you're enjoying the show please remember to subscribe and share your favorite episodes or leave us a review if you really love us we'd love to hear from you Get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter at Blind Insights or send us a recorded question to the email in the description to feature on an episode. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the Ozcast Network. Peace out.